morning, First Baptist family, and good morning to any guests that are joining us this morning. Well, we're so happy to have you. Let me tell you, happy Easter. What a day it is to worship and celebrate because we have a risen Savior. Oh, Jesus is not some good man or good teacher uh, that lived a long time ago where we honor and follow his teachings. He is so much more than that. He came, Emmanuel, God with us. He came and he died for our sins, and he on the third day rose again. He is alive today, King of kings, Lord of lords, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And because of that, we have this glorious expectation of our salvation. Praise God. So, if you don't know this tradition, uh, a lot of folks do, and I like to do on Easter, I will say, he is risen, and then you'll respond either to me on the screen or to those around you. You'll say, he is risen indeed. So now, let's try it. You ready? Here we go. He is risen. Amazing. Amazing. He is risen indeed. Now, I do want to welcome you this morning. Even though we're not together, we are not alone. As a church, we are united in spirit and still worship as one body, lifting our praises to God. Now, if you're a first-time guest with us this morning watching us, boy, I would like to invite you back here either on the website where you found us or on Facebook every Sunday until the, 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 once, the, once the sheltering in place is over. Please join us in person for our in-person worship. And you can find out more details about that at 1bk.church. And that's the number one, bk.church. And also, if you've not been doing this already and you've got kids in your home, um, we've got great resources on our children's ministry page um, available for you. That's First Baptist Children's Ministries. You can find on Facebook. Uh, you can also find those resources on our webpage as well. They've got great lessons and activities there for your kiddos so you can engage in that way with them as well. And also, if needed, you can print out the Children's Bulletin uh, this morning uh, for this service by clicking on the link in the body of this post uh, that you'll find on Facebook. Now, we want to stay as connected as possible, uh, so please continue to go on to the church app or the church website and fill out the church connection card uh, that you've been doing every Sunday. And it really does help us stay connected and to know what's going on in your life. If any prayer requests or anything, please put those on there and we will faithfully continue to lift those up in prayer. But what a praise and credit to God's glory that his people, you at First Baptist, have continued to tithe and give your offerings to God. So we're going to do that again this morning. So please join me in prayer for this morning's offering. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we praise you this Easter morning, Jesus, that you are a risen Savior. And we want to continue to be faithful to you as you're so faithful to us to even death on a cross that we want to faithfully give back to you and give to you our gifts of tithes and offerings. Receive them, bless them, multiply them, and use them to share the gospel to reveal your glory in Kingsburg and throughout the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We've got a great service uh, for you here this morning, one that's worshipful, one that's full of celebration, uh, one that is just full and with the life and biblical truth of the gospel, and I just can't wait to get on with it and dive in. So this morning, we're going to have uh, start with uh, Nick and Liz Heinrichs leading us in some worship songs, but before we do, we're going to kick it off with our preschool class as they really share with us the Easter story. 
So let's continue, let's get in together this morning, this Easter, and let's worship together our risen Savior. God loves us so much. He gave us Jesus, his only son, to come to our world. He taught us, he healed us, he saved us. It all began when Jesus came to Jerusalem. Riding on a donkey. People with um, palm branches and yelled, Havana! Jesus knew it was almost time for him to leave the world and go back to his home with his father in heaven. Little Jesus was betrayed. The soldiers arrested him, but he did nothing wrong. He was whipped and mocked. He suffered. Jesus was crucified on a cross. He laid his body in a, in a tomb. Sealed the tomb with the rock. The soldiers cried and Jesus' his friends were very sad. It's not end of the story. Three days later, the earth shook. And you of the Lord came down from heaven and pushed the stone away. The soldiers saw the angel. They fell to the ground. They were scared. Jesus' friends went to the tomb. They followed the angel. And the angel said, Don't be afraid. Jesus is not here. He has risen. to worship with you this morning, our risen Savior. So get together with your family and join us in worship this morning.
Lord, thank you so much for your sacrifice. Oh, Lord, and we praise you and we claim victory. Lord God, in you there's victory over death, Jesus, and we thank you that we get to celebrate that this Easter. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. What a great time of worship and song. Thank you, Nick and Liz. Now we're going to take a moment to worship in prayer. And this prayer is a time for thanksgiving. Jesus on the cross took the punishment of death for us. His death is our death. And when we put our faith in Jesus, because of his resurrection, we have resurrection as well. It reminds me of when the ladies went to the tomb to anoint his body and he was gone. The angel said, why do you look for the living among the dead? Jesus is alive and so are we. Our spirit has true eternal life when we're covered in the blood of Jesus. Jesus dying on the cross is the most loving thing anyone has ever done for you. So our response to that should be unmeasurable gratitude for an unmeasurable love. Let's pray together and then continue to stay in that place of gratitude and worship and praise as we see a video illustrating what happened that resurrection morning. And then Pastor Mark will be giving us a powerful message of the gospel. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord God, Jesus, we come before you. We bow humbly, humbly before you with hearts full of gratitude and thanksgiving this Easter morning because we celebrate and we worship and we praise your holy name because Jesus, you came and you became the bridge for us that brought us from death to life. You provided a way where we could not save ourselves and nothing else could save us but Jesus, you alone. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And we praise you and thank you for that. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your body that you broke on the cross, for your blood that you shed, that you gave life for a life, that you were a substitute for us because of our sin, because of our rebellion against you, we deserved death. But you're not just a just God. Justice needed to happen. You're a loving God. You are love. And so you, instead of showering us with your wrath, you did justice on the cross yourself, Jesus, for our sins. You paid the price. And that was love. So with our faith in you, we get to experience love unmeasurable, Thank you. Thank you, God. We praise you and we worship you this Easter morning. We, we know and we worship because we are praying to a living God. Not one that's dead in a grave and a tomb, but one that is alive, that is sitting on the throne. And we anticipate the day that we get to join you and be united fully with you. All your promises in God have been fulfilled through Jesus. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for being that bridge to life, from death to life for us. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Good morning and happy Easter to everybody. This is uh, Pastor Mark Thompson from First Baptist. So glad that you're here on this video. And Easter is a time when we celebrate the resurrection of the risen Jesus Christ. And I love the passage that the video ended with from Revelation 1.18. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and Hades. Jesus said those words to remind us that because of his resurrection, there's great things, that he's alive forever, and that he has the keys of Hades, he has the keys of death, and he wants to give life to those who will trust in him. You see, the resurrection is the central focus of our Easter season in the church. We remember that Jesus came, that Jesus died, and that Jesus rose from the dead, and we celebrate that on Easter. Unfortunately, we can't do that in physical presence with each other, but we can still do that spiritually as we're in our own home. So I encourage you to celebrate the truth of the resurrection. But it's not the only part of the gospel that Jesus came, died, and resurrected. Because the personhood of Jesus is far more than what we've seen him have on this earth. If you go back far enough, you'll find out that God has existed in three persons. He's a father, he's the son, and he's the Holy Spirit. These three distinct personalities within the Godhead form only one God. It's the mystery of what we often call the Trinity, that God's a triune God. But the good news is, even before there was anything on this earth, any creation of, of humanity, anything that was done in this universe, God existed before that. You see, God has no beginning, and he has no end. And so God has never known what it's like to, to start. He's always been, and that's part of the mystery of the Godhead. And the interesting thing that we do know about God is that even before creation, before there was angels or humanity or anything on the earth or heaven above, he was there. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit lived in perfect oneness. They had perfect community. Never did they have any disagreements or arguments. They lived in this, this perfect loving relationship, each serving each other within this one Godhead that we call God. And so it's very interesting to think through that God has from his, or well, he doesn't have an origin. God has always been one. He's always been unified. He's always lived in community, and he's longed for his creation. When God created Adam and Eve, he longed for them to live in this community with the Godhead, that they would know the Father, they would know the Son, that the Holy Spirit would be living and ruling and reigning and abiding within their hearts, that they would know the Spirit of God, and that they would have intimacy with him. In the book of Genesis, it pictures Adam and Eve walking with God in the garden, a beautiful picture of the, the community that God longed for all humanity. But the problem was, because we have free will, that Adam and Eve sinned. And because of their sin, it's caused, it, it's caused such disruption in fellowship. In fact, their sin was so great that it brought spiritual death. That no longer were they in their spirit alive well. Their spirits died. And no longer would they live forever in a human body, but their bodies would die over time, as we all know. Uh, all we have to do is, is put on the news and we're seeing more and more people die from this COVID-19 pandemic. So our bodies cannot and do not last forever in the state that they are in now. We decay and we die. 
But Jesus says, Behold, I am alive forever, and I have the keys to death and Hades. They have no power over me. And so I would like to talk to you a little bit about, about a journey on how we can make sure that a relationship with God is alive and active, that we can make sure that we're living in community and fellowship with God like he originally intended. And if you look at Romans 3.23, it says, For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And this creates a great problem, because all of us have sinned intentionally. We're actually born with a nature that is bent towards evil and sin. Because of this, we all fall short of God's glory. And instead of living in perfect oneness with God, where all of humanity is over here in fellowship with God, our sin has actually created this great chasm, a gap that keeps us from living in community with God. And this also, this sin in our lives has also brought some great consequences. Verse 23 of Romans 6 says, The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And we see that the wages of our sin is death. And what happens is because of our sin, it causes us to not be able to reach God and said, we are cast out into death. And the ultimate consequence of, of spiritual death and physical death, if we don't find somebody that can bridge the gap between us and God, is that we'll turn, we'll spend eternity separated from God. That there's so much more to this, to this life of ours than just this world. Our souls live forever. And the problem is, if the sin problem isn't taken care of, the only thing God can do because he is holy and just and righteous and in his presence he cannot allow sinfulness is we experience death, death of our bodies and then unfortunately the second death which is sentenced apart from God in a place that we call hell. But Jesus told us in the earlier passage in Revelation 1.18 that he has the key to sin. He has the key to death in Hades and he can release prisoners and he's going to show us how he does this as we go through this gospel presentation by stick form. When I was uh, just graduated from high school, I was invited to participate on an international USA track and field team. I was a high jumper, and uh, one of my fellow teammates uh, that went over to Taiwan with me, we, we competed against Taiwan and Korea. They took many high school state caliber athletes because if we took our Olympic best, they'd be too good. Uh, but they took us, and uh, Mike Powell was one of those athletes that came with me. He was second in the California State High Jump Championships. He jumped seven feet. Uh, we had this California State High Jump Champion who jumped seven one on the team. My personal best in high school was six feet ten inches, and so we had a pretty good team going into this this three way meet of three different nations. Little did I know that Mike Powell not only did he excel in the high jump, but I did know he was a great long jumper. But I didn't know how good he'd become. Ten years later, Mike Powell set a world record. He broke a world record in the long jump that people said for years nobody would ever break. Bob Beeman in the Mexico City Olympics jumped 29 feet two and some change. And people were saying that world record will never be broken, but 23 years later, Mike Powell in Tokyo breaks the world record by jumping 29 four and a half, and here he is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It just goes to show you what, what hard work will do. I, I, I knew Mike was a great athlete, but I didn't know he would break what was considered one of the most unbreakable records 
in the history of track and field. And to this day, since 1991, almost 30 years later, he still holds a world record. And so it got me to think about this whole trouble with our distance from God. The greatest long jumper in the world, Mike Pell, doesn't have the ability to jump to God because it has to happen on a spiritual plane. It's not a physical leap. And the only way he can have a relationship with God is if God builds a bridge for him. And the good news is this, is Mike Powell is a believer in Jesus Christ. He will not face death, but he will live forever with God. And so Mike is a believer. Let me read to you what it says in John 3.16. This shows the heart of God to you and me. John 3.16 says, For this is how God loved the world. Notice that God's movement here is love. Re remember that he has created, he, he was always, as the Father, Son, and Spirit, in perfect community, loving each other with perfection, never a harsh word, never a disagreement, that there is such oneness in the perfect God. And this God who loves, he, that loves the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, all mutually loving each other, wants to extend that love to you and me. That's why verse 16 is so important. This is how God loved the world. He showed his love to the world. It says, he gave his, only one, his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And I want you to make sure and, and understand this on verse 17. For God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. I hear of so many people that talk about how God's this judge but when I quote this verse, it reminds me that God did not send Jesus to judge us. Jesus came and he was so much of a freedom giver when he walked on the earth. He wanted to forgive people. He hung out with sinners. He was wonderful uh, in reaching out to us that God sent his son not to judge us, but to save us. That it's through Jesus that we're saved. And this is how God's love was expressed to you and me so well, that God initiates. God sent Jesus, and we're celebrating today. He sent Jesus to live a perfect life, yes, to fulfill all the commandments, the 613 Old Testament laws that were required. He fulfilled all those things, and he willingly gave himself up on a cross. Jesus died on that cross for you and me, not to judge us, but to save us, to build a bridge that would allow us to go across to God. We could not manufacture a bridge. We could not jump over this, this, this chasm here. Not even Mike Powell could jump over this chasm. But Jesus could. He could build a way for us to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And the way was that Jesus had to become a man. Jesus became a man. He lived a perfect life. So when he offered his life as a sacrifice in our place, when he shed his blood for us, it was like a spotless lamb that was given to his father. And so Jesus freely gave himself up on the cross. But the good news of Easter is that cross could not contain him. It could not hold him down. After three days, Jesus came alive. And as, as we've read in Revelation, he's alive forevermore. And anyone who wants to be saved, he has the keys that he can give to you and me so that life can go on eternally. It can begin now on earth. There's nothing more precious to me than my relationship with God because of what Jesus did. That I get to live life in his kingdom on earth now. 
and you can too. The, the eternal life begins at the time you place your faith and your trust in Jesus, when you repent of your sins and you receive his free gift into your life. Your eternal life begins while you're in flesh and blood, but it will continue because death won't contain you. Our souls live forever, and they're going to live forever, forever, either in the presence of God or outside the presence of God. We call that heaven, and we call this hell. And we get to make a choice. We get to receive the grace of God if we want to. I love what John 17, 3 says. It says, and this is the way to have eternal life. So if you're looking for the first time to say, how do I find this eternal life? He says, to know you, as Jesus talked to his Father, to know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. So the way we can know that we are saved is that if we believe in Jesus, that we can then know God. In fact, what happens when I place my trust in Jesus, when I repent, I turn away from my sins and I say, I don't want to do my own thing anymore. I don't want to live independently of you. I want to live in this unity and community that you have promised. When I turn back to God and I ask Jesus, I say, I believe in what you did on the cross. I believe that you did that for me, that your death was in my place. And I receive that as, as my atoning substitutionary uh, atonement sacrifice for me. And your death was in my place. And I want to follow you my whole life. And we put our faith and our trust in Jesus. We can then walk across and have perfect fellowship now with God. In fact, what happens when a person believes in Jesus is they enter into a unity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We can experience our Heavenly Father, we can experience our, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we can also have fellowship with the Spirit. Because what God does is when we place our trust in Jesus, He sends His Holy Spirit to cause our spirits that were once dead to come alive. And we're alive now because God resides within us. And we have this now, this special harmony with God. When we walk across this bridge now because of the cross, we're not the only ones over there with God. We have fellowship with people in local churches and in the church worldwide. We're all part of this big family of God. And it brings God such pleasure for us to live in oneness and community with Him and with each other, and that's the good news of Easter. But my question I have for you is, where are you at in this model? Are you still on this side? Are you still living in your sin? Do you, have you never asked Jesus to become the bridge that allows you to have a relationship with him forever? Maybe you're, you're walking in death, that you understand that because of my sin, that there's so much destruction and death in my life today, and, and ultimately, there could be not only a physical death, but a second death, which is called separation from God in hell. That this could be where you are living, that you just don't know the way out. But can I just tell you the good news this Easter is Jesus can provide that way out for you. My encouragement to you, we're, going to, we're just going to pitch this now over to Josh and Chelsea Merritt are going to lead us in a couple worship songs. And then after that, there's going to be a video that actually portrays this. I really encourage the teenagers to stay and watch this video. You'll like it. It's a, it has to do with some art and some music. So watch the video. It's, it was produced by Billy Graham Association before Billy died. But I would really 
ask you, where do you find yourself on, on this schematic here? Are you, if you're on this side of God, I plead with you today, will you consider, as you sing these songs of worship, as you watch the video, will you ask God's Spirit, God, what do I need in my life now so that I can live in community with you? Or maybe you're a believer and you know that you've been engaging in things that have, have hindered your relationship with God. It's time for you this Easter to get rid of those things. To turn away from your sin, turn back to God. That's the good news of, of Easter is that he is risen and he comes with forgiveness in his hands and the keys that he brings for you and me. Keys to life. So we're going we're gonna to worship together and I'll see you in a little while after the video. God bless you. Who am I? What is the purpose of my life on, my life on this planet? Many go through life unfulfilled, unfocused, searching. A blank canvas waiting for a picture of purpose to be painted on us. What does it all mean? It was once said that there was a God-shaped blank in all of us. We look for many things to fill this. Friends, fashion, false faith, fornication, and the facade of drug-induced fantasies, but follow me. Follow me to the edge of an abyss where deep down inside we all know something's missing. See, from the moment God spoke time into existence and shaped us with his own hands in his own image, his plan was for man and him to be one. Creator and creation communing together in beautiful harmony. Sounds perfect, right? So what happened? Sin. We're sinners by nature. Sin opened this void. Sin drove us away from our friends. Sin separated us from him. And for many centuries since, we as human beings have attempted to bridge this ever-widening gap with philosophies and religion, wealth and so-called moral decisions. But the divisions became more instilled, that God-shaped hole in our hearts still unfilled, and mankind seemed doomed. Until... For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And ye shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Oh, but <laughs> this wasn't no ordinary baby. See, he grew into a boy, then a man, then a preacher, leading a multitude of people with radical and really off-the-wall teachings like, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, turn the other cheek. He's the greatest teacher that ever was. But this was no ordinary preacher. See, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So for our sins, he had to pay the price. <laughs> they put nails in his hands. Betrayed and denied. They hung him high and stretched him wide on a cross for you and I. And over 2,000 years ago, Spike through his side. The Son of God, our lamb slain before the world began, died. One of the most agonizing physical deaths that a person can suffer. They buried him in the tomb of a friend. But for three days, his mother cried. And for three days, his disciples ran. But thanks be to the Most High, that's not how the story ends. Because three glorious days later, Jesus rose from the dead again. 
know, but this just wasn't any ordinary sacrifice because he became the way, the truth, and the life. And we now have a way through the Father, through him, through the cross. We're now able to get across that great divide caused by sin, separating us from him. And he's calling us, but we've got to come. See, the choice is still ours, but he has provided all the love. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And if we only believe that Jesus Christ paid this price, Jesus said ye shall know the truth. No more separation. No more fear of death. No more holes in our heart. But we can now have eternal life. You see, God gave man a choice. You either accept it or reject it. Good morning, church family. Josh Merritt here with my wife, Chelsea. Um, we're happy to be here with you um, this morning. Although we're not able to see you all face to face, you know, we're, we're happy to be with you and celebrate uh, Easter Sunday uh, this morning. Um, and after a great message, we're going to continue worshiping together um, and just reflecting on what Jesus Christ, um, what he's done for us. Um, and so let's continue worshiping together. Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet. My Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears. They laid him down in Joseph's tomb, the entrance sealed by heavy stone, Messiah still and all Son of heaven rose again. Oh, trample death, where is your sting? The angels roar for Christ the King. For endless days, 
the blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I will rise among the saints, my gaze transfixed on Jesus' Father, we, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to come down to earth, to die on the cross, and to resurrect three days later so that we could be saved. And Lord, we thank you that we can come to you in the midst of trial and tribulation and uncertainty, Lord, and that we can always rely on you to give us hope and to give us a future and to, to look to you to bring us up out of this um, out of tragedy and out of trials and tribulations, Lord. And Lord, this Easter Sunday, we pray that you would just give us that joy um, of eternal life. Let us have communion with one another, um, and we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Let's continue worshiping with each other, singing about that glorious day. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my tomb Till I met you I was breathing but not alive My failures I tried 
And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day Have a good Easter, church family. We hope to see you soon. On behalf of First Baptist Kingsburg, I want to say thank you so much for being with us for our Easter online service that we've had together. And I want to wish you just a very uh, happy Easter. Um, and I just want to encourage, if you are watching this and for the first time you want to respond and you want to ask Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Savior, um, I just encourage you, we're going to have a slide up on the screen at the end with some contact info. We'd love to hear from you. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, if we can uh, hear from you, we'd love to walk with you. If, you would, if you'd like uh, us to just help you with your first steps with the Lord. But uh, we really would love you to uh, let us know if you are desiring to begin a relationship with God through Jesus. And my encouragement to you, if you're ready to make a first-time decision, is uh, find a place where you can pray and you can ask Jesus to forgive your sins. You can ask Jesus to come into your life. You can ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit so that you can be born from his spirit from above. And after you make that decision, it'd be great if you tell somebody. Tell some of your friends. If you're at home right now with somebody who, uh, who is a believer, pray with that person and uh, ask Jesus to come into your life to begin a new life this Easter season. On this Resurrection Sunday, it's a great day for you to have an encounter with God 
through Jesus. So we just want to say thank you so much for being with us today. I'd like to close this in prayer, and then we'll have that final slide up on the screen. And to our church family, we want to just say, um, we really miss you. Pastor Brian and I love you. Uh, the elders, we all can't wait to be back together, but we're praying, we're asking for God's goodness to be flowing even through this pandemic right now. We're thinking of you, praying for you often, and we love you. So let's pray together with thanks and gratitude to Jesus. So Jesus, we say thank you so much for, for coming to earth, for providing a way for us to be forgiven, for bridging that gap once again so that we could be made alive by your Spirit we could have perfect fellowship with you that goes far beyond this world. We can live with you forever. We look forward to that day when we see you face to face. And I pray for all the people who are, who are making decisions today, some for the first time. Pray that you give them the courage to ask you into their lives, to begin a new life, and to put you at the center of everything that they're about, everything that they do and they pursue with their life, that you're at the center of that now. And we all ask this in the name of Jesus. Happy Easter. He is risen. God bless you.